and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everybody in between. He's a South Texan poppy poet living that hashtag middle class gay life. It's Chibi. She's a little bit Selena, a little bit JLo, and a whole lot of Pisces. It's Rocky. And this is Words and Shit. The show where you get to know the person behind the poetry. Brought to you by Write Art Out. How's it going, Chibi? How are you doing today? I mean, you know, it's another day. It's another day. It's also been a good day. Okay. I, I mean, you know, the weather was nice, a little bit of rain. It's just kind of chill, you know, feeling productive, you know, you know, the grind. The grind, the life, the rain. I feel all that. Yes. it's. <laughs> I'm really tripped out because this is the time of year where I feel like it should just be burning up hot. So now that it's not, I'm loving it. But then it also keys me into like the dread that climate change is real. And mm. yeah. This is true. This is true. Uh, but I think we can enjoy the positive sides of it for just a little bit. You know, it's, it's been a journey to get to this where it's like the middle of July and it's actually bearable outside in San Antonio. Uh, the other thing that's been a journey is like our lives. Like we've been friends for a while now. This is right? true. Yeah, yeah. We have amazing friends and we've met a lot. You and your own uh, uh, poetic journey and, and and sojourn around Texas from Laredo to Austin, Austin to Laredo to Houston to San Antonio. Uh, and then mine just based from here and meeting everyone from everyone else. Like we have, have seen all different sides of things for a while and a lot of different people. Yeah, we've we've accumulated quite a plethora of friends and not just friends, but friends that are doing amazing and fantastic things, you know, like we had uh, Andrea of OCAP Sanderson on here last week, who is the current San Antonio Poet Laureate, right? Uh, that are just like out there and just like changing things like Lupe Mendes, I think we we consider a friend of sorts that's gonna be like the poet laureate of of Texas next year. Mm -hmm. uh, so I just count myself privileged to have people in my life that are incredible and, and doing things and changing lives in their communities. And today's guest is no different. So I'm excited to jump into this conversation. Absolutely. Today, we have none other than Outspoken Bean, the New Jersey-born, San Antonio-raised, H-Town-based military brat. Started performing spoken word in 2005 and is now the new Houston Poet Laureate. H-Town, stay down. Ah. Uh, he was also the first poet to perform on Houston's ballet main stage with a production play. Uh, he was also commissioned to write and perform a national campaign on diversity for Paps Blue Ribbon and Vice while creating, producing his own festival, Plus Fest, the Everything Plus Poetry Festival. In 2008, Bean helped develop Texas' largest youth poetry slam organization and slam team, Metaphor Houston, with Shannon Bugs and Diverse Works, in which he still coaches and uses it as a vehicle today to mentor Houston youth. Bean willingly seeks, finds, collaborates, and creates new ways for people to experience po poetry through multiple mediums. We've known him a long time. He also loves Betty White. Please give a warm round of applause. <laughs> Y'all just love in the comment section for Outspoken Bean. <laughs> bang, bang, bang. What's up? What's up? What's happening? What's good? What's up, friend? What's up? Yo, man. I, I was I was texting people like the link. I just got it. I just you text. So I'm happy to be here. Happy yeah. to be here. I'm happy to be here to share some words and shit. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Well, yeah. Yeah. Get yeah. it out there. Bean entering the space in true standard bean fashion of just guns a-blazing pew 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 
here I am. Right? I mean, we can, we, can, we don't, they don't need to be concealed anymore in Texas. You know what I'm hey. saying? No way to take it there. Well, no way sad, to things. <laughs> sad things. But what we are happy about is having you here on the show today with us. Um, I th- we, we all share this like common thread that is San Antonio. Uh, yeah. and, and we can dive into that. Uh, it's a this way. Two, two, uh, countdown City, 210. That's right. Yeah. Is is that what that is? Because I learned two. that this was something else. No, two. One. Two. One. Oh. One. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. No, no. This is U of H. That is 210. Yeah. This is something else entirely. Entirely, yeah. yeah. You well, two are, things yeah. can be true. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Two things can be true, brother. I am at both excited and terrified as to how this conversation has started and where it's going to go tonight. So I'm, I'm only excited. I'm as, <laughs> as excited. I'm as excited as a hurt locker. <laughs> All right, so let, let's jump into it. You know, like, uh, we're all friends here. We've been uh, friends, uh, the three of us, honestly, have, like, been friends and known each other for a very long time. So as friends, we like to start this uh, podcast with a quick check-in. How's your heart today, Beam? How's your heart doing? Man, it's good, dog. Um, you know, right next door is uh, Josh Wynn, who y'all had recently. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He's working with my with my students with Metaphor Houston, um, and you know uh, it's an all girl team, and they're and they're fire, man. And so it's really, really to after these long days that I have, um, and just and like working, capping it off with them, knowing it's about to end. It's uh, knowing that the season is very close to being over. Mm. Um, it's good stuff. It feels it feels good, bro. Yeah, for sure. So I'm doing well. You know what I mean. My heart, my heart is. Um, is full um, and and not as and not holy with a W. You know what I mean? Mm. Mm. I like well, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's something about you know, like uh, the work that we do for others ends up enriching, enriching, enriching. That's not enriching ourselves. I've been struggling with the English language today, but yes. Yeah. Our lives are richer for it. There you go. There we go. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, our lives are richer for it. I like that. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, so yeah. That's where I'm at. That's where I'm at right now, man. Excellent. So before we get things kind of kicked off, we like to do this uh, part of the show we call speed dating, where just for anyone who's tuning in right now, just to kind of get to know you, me and Chibi are going to ask you a series of quick questions, and you can feel free to answer them as quickly and succinctly or as long-winded as you like, but these are for you and just to kind of get your temperature. Uh, So, and this kind of, this everything you're talking about kind of ties into my first question, which is, uh, what do you find more enjoyable? Coaching youth poets or performing and competing with adults? Coaching. Mm. <laughs> okay. Yo, do, explain or what? But it's up to you. Yeah, of course. Yeah, coaching is live, man. Um, you know, I do. I, I, so let me say this. I like, but out of, if I was saying, if you said coaching or performing, Performing. It's <laughs> <laughs> when you bring the other adults into the picture. When you say other adults, oh man, give me the kids. I can tell them what to do, and I don't have to argue and things like that. But I do. But I, I encourage them to like you know. I encourage. I recognize that I'm a lot in a lot of times 
I am their practice of going against authority, which mm-hmm. I encourage, right? I, I'm their I'm the first, like I'm telling them, and they trust me, right? I'm telling them what to do essentially. And then I'm also asking them to challenge what I'm telling them. Mm-hmm. Um, um, because it's your creativity and your art and like. And sometimes they're like, they, and a lot, not a lot, sometimes they take, they, they wind up getting comfortable taking that up. I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, well, use this as a DNA in your life, right? Especially like, you know, I found it really important to do that um, with the girls that I had on my team before, but having an all girl team, nah, you need to be eloquent because your silence will be used against you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, your silence will be used against you. Your silence will, will, be, will be propagated as if you are. As if, as if, as if you enjoyed it, you know what I'm saying. So, nah, you need to like if you don't like this simple, right? Because it's poems at the end of the day, right? It's right. poems. So, why not practice going against and 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 going against authority, right? Even though I'm safe, I'm saying that I'm safe, <laughs> but not all authority is right. And mm-hmm. you got to, you got to be able to be, not just say, not just. Go against something because you don't want to, but you have to eloquently explain it so that way you can say it again on why, right? When mm-hmm. after that moment is done. So I'm um that part is fun. That part is fun. And like creating and seeing what they come up with and then building something together that they're initially proud about. With the adults, listen, I love slam, but I stopped slamming. So there we go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I get it. I get it. I love I it, but I also stopped. I also stopped. There you go. There you go. And I'm I'm excited to dive more into uh, your work with the youth of Houston uh, a little later. But right now, next question. Next question. What is the worst advice you've ever received? Oh, my God. The worst advice I've ever received. I don't know. I don't know. Worst advice. Man, this is one of those questions when I'm asleep. (laughs) Or... Or worst advice you've ever given that like later you were like, actually, that was trash. I probably shouldn't have said that. (laughs) That is um, bad advice. Or worst advice you've heard someone else give someone else where you're like, the fuck? No. You know, you're not helping my wife. (laughs) (laughs) You're not helping. Um, But I will say some bad advice um, you know, is uh, bad advice that I think. Man, I think I think things as you live. I think advice becomes bad. Mm, uh, bar. I think advice becomes bad as you live. Right, the things that worked for me at twenty five will not work for me at thirty five. Um, and I think like when we give advice, right? So, for instance, you know, how I coached Josh in twenty in 2009 when I was 24, 25, mm-hmm. I, I refuse to re-coach like that. <laughs> because it doesn't work. And, and I thought it was working because, you know, I watched the movie Coach Carter and Pride and... <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I watched all these movies that like where it worked. You know what I mean? And the 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 constant pushing and and things like that, and and pushing to limits. You know what I mean? If you're going to push someone to the limits, you got to be able to bring them back. 
um, and be willing to bring them back. And honestly, I'm not willing to, but I am willing to like help guide. I am willing to build maps. I am willing to let you like rest and kind of formulate what you need to do and then go there and the results at the long run are better. So yeah, pretty much. I mean, if I said I gave when I was younger, it may have worked for me even at that time. It's not going to work now for me mm. even. You know what mm. I'm saying? So um, that, yeah, that's that's what I would say to that. But I know the answer is going to come later. <laughs> you can always post about it later and just tag us. Be like, oh, <laughs> words and shit asked me this question. Oh, man. <laughs> Tweet about it. I'm so upset. I'm so upset. I need to think about that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, next question. So you, I have met you on the road. Like you've toured, you've been yeah. doing all kinds of stuff. And I remember you were like going all around Texas. You've been to, to a number of, of, of amazing venues. Oh, yeah. Uh, from APS to the Heckle Dome to everywhere. So my question for you oh, is, yeah. What was your worst or wildest performance that you ever had? Like where it was worst just like performance? Yeah. Or worst? wildest? Yeah. Or wildest. Worst performance? Yeah. I was in Pennsylvania. I was outside of uh Williamsburg, Pennsylvania. And it was blistering cold. Um, it was a college gig. And uh, I can't even remember the name of the college. They had me, I had to fly, like the getting there sucked, <laughs> but I got to the performance. You know, I'm always grateful, but I'm always grateful for um, for any school that has paid me to, to say words, you know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. I'm always grateful. So I was grateful for this, but yeah, man, that performance was trash. One, they didn't promote <laughs> it. They didn't promote it. And it's a really small school. It's a really, really, really small school. It was snowing. They, I had to get on one of those Cessna planes where they. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Them scary joints. It was mad turbulence. Dark. And so, like, the whole experience of getting there, and I was like, well, once I get in my hotel room, my hotel room was garbage. It was, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was a black hotel. It was, it was, it was like, and then when the performance itself, there was literally, it was in a, it was in a cafeteria and it was no one there. There was no advertisement. There was, and that's happened to me before, but there was just sometimes there's people that, there was like, there was no microphone, no amplification. There was nothing there. They paid for me to travel there. And what made it <laughs> really worse, I, I did the gig, the gig, and, and like, it was just me and like the, the cab, the person, or the campus activity person, the mm -hmm. adult that like drove me there. And she was like, oh, you're really good. I was like, yeah. You, you, you paid me, <laughs> you you paid me to be here, of course. <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's what really sucked. It was a it was a state school. And um, I didn't, they didn't have my check. They're like, yeah, so we tried to cut your check. I was like, okay, try. What? Try. <laughs> They're like, yeah, it's something. So here's the stub. I was like, the stub? Where's the check? <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Sam. I owe taxes. Oh, damn. And Uncle Sam was garnishing every show check I had. Oh. That was state school. If it was a state school, it went right to him. Dang. And I had like four more. I didn't get paid. Oh, man. <laughs> and that was the first. That was like starting out. The rest of the shows were good on that tour. But like, yeah. 
Well, Mo- moral of the story is pay your taxes, kids. I thought I did. <laughs> Damn. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that's the worst one. <laughs> wow. That'll stick. That'll stick. Uh, yeah, uh, later, you're going to have to tell me about the school so I never go there. But uh, well, last- no, I mean, listen, it cast because Uncle Sam took it. Yeah. Was <laughs> it? Was it? Oh, man, I would have to dig for that. Anyway, no, no. Last question, and you said you've like seen a few of these episodes, so maybe you know this question is coming. But it's the question yeah. I look, like to ask every single person: <laughs> What is your favorite food dish to eat? Like the I don't have one, man. But listen, <sighs> listen. Give me, give me. I mean, San Houston. Houston has great food. Yes, it does. Houston has Houston has food from around the globe. Yes, it does. You know what I'm saying? Houston has great food. Um, my family is from New Orleans. Come on, New Orleans has great food. I love I love New Orleans Cajun dishes and New Orleans cuisine. It's a difference from Louisiana. It's a difference. <laughs> All right, <laughs> it's a difference. I like New Orleans food, right? So. But Houston, oh man, a lot of people go, I can't say this as the poet laureate. I can't say this. <laughs> <laughs> You're now a public figure. Mexican favorite. food don't be hitting like it do in San Antonio, dog. It just doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. It, doesn't. it does not. It does not. It does not. It doesn't be hitting. And barbecue in Houston doesn't hit like North Texas. I hate to admit it. It just doesn't. <laughs> North Texas got, I love barbecue. North Texas got cities called Cow Town. Stop it. Yep. Stop it. That's nicknames. Come on, dog. They, they, like that whole region made money on cows. Yo, they don't stink, B. Listen, no, but Houston has the best right now. Don't get fired, Bean. Don't get fired. Don't, yeah, <laughs> like but Houston food. No, no, no. Still, Houston's food. Yeah, yeah. Houston's Houston. food and region. Yo, but. Yeah. Yes. Mexican food and also Houston. Don't get fired. fired. (laughs) Houston has a brilliant culinary scene. A brilliant, yo, they won. They won. It's true. It is true. However, I think Mexican food in Houston is actually Tex Mex trying to be Mexican and it just doesn't know what it wants. Right. And there's a difference, right? And I do think think when it comes to Tex Mex, it's comparable to San Antonio. Right, I do think I think I think it's comparable. I think all the Texas cities have a good yeah. good hold, except Austin's. Have a good hold because Austin's is something different, right? That's that's hipster Mex, right? Come on, dog. It's, it's something different. It needs to be a different name than Tex Mex. Like torchies, it, torchies can't be Tex Mex. No, no, no. Torchies no. are not tacos. Torchies are tortilla sandwiches. Right, but but, and I'm not saying it's nasty. I'm just saying that it's different. It needs a different name. That. Right? Yeah. Like there's okay. like Mexican food is not Tex Mex. Tex Mex is not Austin Mex. It's not Austin Mex. All Mex. All Mex. All right. All right. So this was just a little a little tip in the water, a little toe in the water of getting to know the current Houston Poet Laureate hey. Outspoken Bean. Hey. Uh, we definitely want hey, to get- 713 day. You know what I'm saying? 713 day. <laughs> um, seven. Hold up. 
<laughs> so uh, we definitely want to dive into deeper conversation with you in a moment. For everyone that's joining us live, I see some people already using the comment section. I see Sarah, she's she's throwing some hearts out there. Hannah was laughing at something that we were doing. Uh, Malusi asked if we've ever like been pitched or posted a South African poet before. No. Sure. Slide into my DMs. Hello. Uh, um, uh, some 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 hellos. Lynn saying hi, being all that. Jasmine, I see your question. Can you be more specific? I'm just throwing that out there. In any case, use the comment section, people. And right now, uh, what we want to do is we want to hear some poetry. So, uh, Bean, can you please I'm just like hit it off and uh, hit us with some poetry, please? Easy. please. Give us it. a poem. Hear some poetry. So, uh, Bean, can you please? We're good. Y'all can hear me still? Perfect. This poem is, um, listen, it's the Olympics. And um, I wrote this after the Olympics in 2016. And um, I still like it. And I'm actually building off of it because I think it's uh, worthy. Um, this is for Simone Manuel. Here we go. Uh, the Great Black Shark. An opus for Simone Manuel, right? Um, if I ever have a daughter, she will know how to swim because of you. To the first African-American to win in water at the Olympics, you began eroding an Olympus mountain that we had not yet climbed. Your win is important because fire hydrants still hold stories being aimed against black people, right? And Flint, Michigan still doesn't have clean water. Our ancestors' cadavers were once breadcrumb trails for sharks to follow to American shores. Nat Turner was born in Tidewater, Virginia, and Emmett Till, bloated, unrecognizable to the face, was found in the Tallahatchie River only for 60 years later. This lion-ass white woman admitted that it was a lie by his whistle in the first place. Maybe your veins had the buoyancy of Buffalo Bayou from whence you reign, an illuminating icon as you swam. Maybe you're showing us that we're not just builders like beavers, but we can conquer the waters as well and not give a damn, Simone. How imperative, how fitting and real. You submitted the first draft of rewriting our middle passage. You became a reporter, scratch that. You became a novelist, mm, delete. You you became an editor, revising the our water. Our water narrative. Every stroke became a strike. All it takes is a cannonball dive to wash away a stereotype. The only time someone can say your skin is so black it's blue is when they're watching you be a torpedo in the pool. My reaction still burns when your perm is the inside joke that other races are relaxed to be on the inside of. Maybe because on land they're used to kissing our feet and eating our dust. Simone, you're the Black Sea of 2016 turning into the 2021 black flood. Start telling them to eat your mud and remind them that this is your water to wade in. They'll forget that you're the king gator of the moat. The only reason why you might drown now is because gold doesn't float. We know about shattering speeds while breaking barriers. We know about defying gravity. It's almost like we are, we are royalty air to air. 
We know about our bodies being beaten, broken, and somehow not being broken all summer 16. All summer 16. We learned two things, right? That hashtag nooses are heavy water weights and that you are the tangible example of conquering our last element that just kept slipping right through our fingers. Yeah. Mm. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And, and it's like you said, I mean, it's poignant even today considering what's going on with like Shikari Richardson. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, you know, I think it's, uh, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm kind of expanding it, right? And um, I'm expanding it. I'm writing one for Simone Biles and I'm going to write one for Shikari Richardson um, for sure. Mainly because they're from Texas, the black women from Texas as well. And so, um, and, they're, and they're literally breaking barriers, right? They're literally shattering, <laughs> especially, especially, um, especially uh, Biles. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, it's, it's insane. Like, it's crazy. It's nuts. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. And she's got the the confidence to wear like the goat swag, like Bro. as she does. It's like, yo, 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 yo. It's nothing not confident. but props. It's not confident if it's true. That's right. It's like nothing but props to like for for. It's not confident for, if it's true. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um. So I don't know. There's no real good segue right here, but I'm gonna do it. <laughs> um. I want to talk. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Kind of this theme of like sports. Um, as someone who coaches often and, and specifically coaches young people to develop their own talents to then take themselves onto like national stages like Brave New Voices and onward and onward. Um, what would you kind of define as like maybe your like coaching mission statement, especially with the youth? Like, what is it? Is if do you have like a, a like a, a guiding principle? You know, like you know, defense wins championships. Out, outspoken being says. What about coaching the youth? <laughs> That's funny. Defense wins championships. That's so Spurs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, I would say that I would say, you know, I'm, I'm developing people, you know, mm -hmm. um, and I'm developing people to win in the times when no one is taking score. Um, and that's really corny, really cheesy. But, you know, I was watching. Have y'all watched Ted Lasso? Have y'all watched mm -hmm. that show? Mm -hmm. No. It's, really <laughs> it's on Apple TV, so no one watches it. But yeah. you know, <laughs> I, I really connected, I connected to it really well. A friend of mine um, got me on it. But, you know, it's a, it's a sense of, you know, I never made it to finals on on it. And, you know, that bothered me for a long time. And then I had to really kind of like check in myself of like, wait, I, yo, I got a lot of like students who are like doctors. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> students who are like, who, who, who have PhDs, who are, who are contributing <clears throat> to society in mad positive ways. I got people who are looking up to some of my previous students, you know what I'm saying? Like Josh Wynn was just on here, you know? Yeah. Um, Award-winning poet Josh Wynn. Award-winning, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I got people who have, who have, who have, who have, who are, who are actively challenging status quo of what, of what their world and their perspectives are. Um, 
And I'm really proud of that. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm really proud of that. And so, you know, most of my students, I I'm I want them previous, I want them to, I want them to, I want them, I just want them not to be shitty people, really. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like I, I want them to be able to um uh to take this as a DNA, to take these experiences, these summers, these months, these hours, these minutes, these seconds that they spend with me, that they allow me to spend with them. Um to to be able to uh, to be able to multiply it when they leave, you know, mm-hmm. you know, I think about I think about Jordan, I think about Neff, I think about Robin, I think about Dante, I think about Ashton, I think about Tim Woods, um, you know, I, I, I think about all these students, um, these adults now who are super dope now, and yeah. proud to like know them and like they become friends and they become really kind of solid people, you know what I'm saying? And I think that's important. I think that's important, man. And I'm not saying they wouldn't have gotten it without me. I'm pretty sure maybe, maybe, you know what I mean? But, you know, I was happy to be a part of it at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's uh, let's dive into that a little bit more. You kind of touched on it already, but like you, you spent a lot of your time organizing and coaching, you know, the the youth of Houston through metaphor, something that you kind of helped start and develop. What is it about uh, about all of this that has made it such an integral part of your journey? And what do you see the future of metaphor being? Man, it started, I mean, it started as a job. It's like, you know, just to be real, it was a job that was fun. <laughs> you know, I started. I started metaphor. I mean, I, I didn't start metaphor. Um, a prayer of you, productive poets. I started that first. I wanted to compete, and then when I and then when we went to Cupsies and we did really well, the first HBCU to go to Cupsies. Um, that was that just led to like, okay, I want to do more of this, and it was I was getting into it in a time when it was youth poetry slam was burgeoning and starting. Mm-hmm bubble and stuff like that. And so I was, I was, I was interested in it. You know, I was interested in it. I thought it was, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was, I thought it was something that could be really dope. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so that's how it started. It started as like, just as simple as that. Oh, this is cool. Um, what the future of metaphor though, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, like, listen, man, I'm in, I'm in the, I'm a Jetson now, you know what I mean? 10, ten years ago it was Flintstone thinking, you know, mm-hmm. like, like this is the future, you know, mm-hmm. like this is the future. And, and, and I, I, I didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't thinking 10 years ago, I would still be coaching metaphor Houston. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I didn't think I would still enjoy it either. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? As long as I'm enjoying it and, and I can do it, I'll do it. You know, um, I like the idea of bringing in uh, alumni, people who are younger and closer to the age of the students. Sure. And then and them and paying them to do it. I would like I would like, you know, more. We're starting to pay them. We're starting to pay the kids to not be on the team yet. Not that. But we're starting to pay them like for gigs. Like And like, you know, I was talking to a group of kids today. Like I was like, you know. For years, I had to come to grapples with, yo, I'm, I, I, I had to come to grapples that I was NCAA. You know, I had to, I had to like come to that, 
realization that I was NCAA. And I hate NCAA because right. like they're asking the ask that they ask of these young people, they're not they're not willing to ask to pay them. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's over over them. And so I had to come to terms. And it was a it was a poet from not not one of my previous poets, but the poet that I worked with, which are gonna be Lois, who kind of put that into my in my face. And I was like, you're right. And that was hard for me to like really like, you know, I don't think I don't think um I, I I didn't when I realized I was no longer the underdog. <laughs> I was like, oh wait, I'm not struggling to raise money. I'm not I'm not that anymore. I'm not you're that not, anymore. You're I'm not, not the I'm establishment. Not I'm not the underdog anymore, right? Uh-huh. Eventually, the underdog becomes top dog. And um and and but I was as as top dog in this metaphor, like I was like there was there were opportunities for the students that metaphor Houston got paid. I never took the money, but that metaphor Houston got paid. But we would just put it to like fundraising for them to go to Brave Voices, and that was the excuse. Mm-hmm. So a goal eventually would be to like oh they make the team. It's a paid position for them to be on the team. Mm-hmm. I would like that. Mm. Um, I would like that. I would. I would really like that. Um, I would love for, you know, for the network of youth organizations to become stronger. Because um, even when Brave New Voices was at its peak, um, and the pandemic has changed a lot of things. But when even when Brave New Voices was at its peak, like it was really still like five, seven organizations that were like super, super strong. Mm-hmm. And others, <laughs> yeah, yeah. right? I would love to figure out a way again to like raise the others, because um, this is this is national work. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think I you were one of the people who brought it to my attention like early on when I started coaching youth too, where yeah, you were like, yeah. we were like, bro, like kids they're make way more money like at, like whenever they go out to these places and perform and do shit and fundraise than adults ever do and i was like yeah and you see it and like so i could totally understand when you say like you know the NCAA uh, uh analogy like there there should be more for 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 the amount that they contribute to receive back in in the terms of financial compensation we have to be willing to ask i'm the adult mm-hmm. i'm the <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. I'm the adult. Like, listen, man. I'm like some of these kids could be my kid. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I'm the adult. You know, and so, so like, it's like, okay, well, then, like, I, right, you're asking for metaphor to come to this performance. The best, what's their words? I had like, yo, know, I was, yeah, I was, I was bugging, like, but also I was learning, and so, you know, that's that's how I see it in the future. The very very, very near future, I would like to be able, because one, we're going to fundraise to get them to competition. Right. That's going to happen. Regardless, that's going to happen. So that is a goal. Hmm. Okay. Um, Kind of staying on this idea of like the future, um, you've been performing for a a while now, like over a decade and and then coaching and stuff. And like, I would say you're kind of arguably, arguably a part of this sort of like older Houston uh, that was very established. Oh, now, but, yeah, now I am, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, no one knows who I am at um at right about now. <laughs> well, that's what I was gonna get to. Was like, it's is like, is is how have you seen this evolution in Houston 
sort of go because I remember when like Houston VIP what was Boomtown Coffee and and stuff and it was like still like fluent and deep and nine and a bunch of other people to where it's kind of grown over the years and 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 that what was our peak. That yeah was our peak right there yeah yeah Boomtown yeah. Coffee was our peak like Boomtown Coffee uh I don't I don't even know Kibby did you ever go to Boomtown I did. I did. It was uh, right when I moved to Houston as the tail end. I think I hosted like two slams and then you all moved. Uh. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, the curse of like a venues moving us and stuff. Right? Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, man, like, you know, the idea of like, yo, all right, let's do weekly. Let's do let's, not weekly, but let's do, let's do a workshop before the slam workshop before the slam. Like that was, you know, that was, that was important. And I wouldn't say we were, we were the new faces at that time, but we were we were young enough to have that energy to galvanize an audience and to raise the money. And no, yo, truth be told, man, I was looking at Austin Poetry Slam because I was I would talk to Danny Strack all the time. Mm-hmm. I would call him. I'd be like, yo, all right, how y'all do this? How y'all do that? Blah blah blah. And I didn't, I didn't, I didn't. I, I, I the goal was to do what right about now did. But we kept running into the same thing, right? Kept running into like venues, either shut down, don't want us there anymore. Even when we were successful, right? Yeah. Like Boomtown Coffee, we were, that was the problem. We were successful. Like, there's <laughs> <laughs> too many people. <laughs> too many people. And, and, yeah. their, and their, their complaint was, well, no one is getting coffee. I was like, then what are these people doing? <laughs> it comes down to, they don't want it. Because we don't want it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. It comes down, it's like, yo, what's the problem? And I had to, at 26 or whatever, right? I had to come to terms at like, yo, sometimes people just don't want it. Hmm. You know, some people just don't want your art. And um, and so, so um, how's it feel now, you know, when I meet someone and they have never heard of me <laughs> in Houston, right? Yeah. And, and they're like, and they and well, it's, it, it is weird because it's like you got to kind of to keep relevancy in that space. Um, you have to you kind of need to keep going to that space, right? Mm-hmm. People know who Christopher Michael is. This is no knock, but people know who Christopher Michael is because he keeps going and he's a, he's integrally in that. In he's at every space, yo. He's, he's yeah, in, he's at every space that's around Christopher Michael. He, he was just at Second Verse, you know, Straight last up. week here in San Antonio. Like, yeah, but see, I, I I count Second Verse November twelfth, your boy. Yeah. But I count uh, <laughs> Second Verse differently because that's older contemporary. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? As far as like younger people, right? Like you gotta, you they don't know. They were ten years ago. They were like adolescents. Ten. They years. were sixteen years old ten years ago. Yeah, Very I just had I just had that moment because uh, I was in Houston over the weekend. We were hanging out with like a newer poet, and I had this revelation. I'm like, when I and Amir Safi and others started right about now, you were fifteen years old. Oh, that you know. So like, how does it's, it's this new space that I think people our age are entering where like we are now interacting with the next generation and the next generation are adults, you know, like, so what do we continue to do to cultivate these spaces that are no longer ours? They are theirs. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say they're no longer ours. Right. <laughs> um, I think I think I think the cultivation, I think building the space, it is our job to maintain the space, right? Mm-hmm. Like, maintain the space and to allow 
to like listen, listen, man. Them kids next door, they do not own Better for Houston. <laughs> <laughs> they do not. They do All not. Right. They don't, right? And I think it's really important to understand those lines, right? There's there's things that they that their parents had to sign. And even if they are 19, 18 years old, I'm like, no, your parents still need to see it. I'm gonna make yeah. sure. Right. There's things that there's things that are in place for safety and things like that. Right. But as far as the culture of the space, that's what they own. That's what they own. They own the the culture of the space. Right. If it ain't if it is, if it's not something where they're comfortable in. Right. And that will change as time goes. Right. And it's pretty in culture. A lot of times uh, um, I feel like not a lot of times. Let me me retract that. I feel the. Generation Z, they're a lot more inclusive with their culture. Yeah. They're a lot more inclusive than even we were. Yeah. That's a very fair point. Yeah, yeah. Way more than we were. Because it was, it was, I don't want to say more cutthroat, but it was definitely more like jockeying for position and like competitive and like whereas now it's 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 more holistic and more like oh that was good and you know and and i'm not saying one is, is right well, wrong, well, but... i'm talking about that yes yeah. that yes but i'm even talking about like not even just in the slam world right i'm talking about just like how like 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 because i would i was supportive you know what i'm saying but how i showed support maybe this is what you're saying how i showed support was Finding the the Pluto Slam team in the middle of Charlotte and saying, "What the fuck are y'all doing?" Yeah, he did that. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why do y'all come here and like y'all don't suck? Why come here to suck? Like like yeah. that that is not going to really fly. No, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Not that's not going to really fly. And also, again, that's that was like I got the point across. I got the point across, but a lot of times what that does is close people up. And that may have closed up, I'm not going to say any names, but that may have closed up a few of those people I did that to. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that was not my intention, but it was just also like, yo, what the f- what the fuck is going on over there? You know what I'm saying? And like, because I knew all of you. yeah. But then also, because I guess what my mindset was like, well, you know, Poets, poets are gossips. So they'd be like, yo, Pluto. Like they would talk back. Yeah. And I'd yeah. be like, nah. <laughs> so I would I would defend at night or wherever when y'all when they, when Pluto Slam was around. Yeah. And they're like, why do you care? You're Houston VIP. And we had a we had like a, a chip, even though we if we weren't advancing, we yeah. people knew we were good. It was like an anomaly on why we weren't advancing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I would use that to my advantage and like. But so then when I saw y'all, I brought all of that energy, which yeah. is wrong. I brought all that energy to the doorstep rather than being like, yo, let's talk. Like, what's going on? You know what yeah. I mean? I, I came in lecture style. Not even lecture. I wasn't even lecture. That was just like, I just came in. <laughs> yeah. I and and I think what, what I was saying in terms of like these spaces aren't ours anymore, it's like, you know, like when, when Amir and I and others like started right about now, and I think I can speak to Rooster too, when like they started the Blah Poetry Spot, it was creating a space for us. We created a space that we needed to exist yeah. in. But now the space isn't for us anymore. Like, yes, we still benefit from it. Yes, we're still part of it. But the space is now for, we're seeing it with Blah here in San Antonio. This space isn't for us anymore. 
It's for all these new faces and yeah. these new poets and this next generation of writers that are benefiting from something that we started seven, nine, ten years ago, right? That's nuts, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, man. You know, so, so it is, it, it, it has to, it has to make it, it has to run its course. It has to. Yeah. It has to run its course. And, and if you're able to be a part of it, if you're able to be a part of it and it's not, it's not like, you know, the 40 year old at the, at the, <laughs> at the college party, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Because there was always older people in Poetry Slam. There was always right. older people in Poetry Slam. There still is, yeah. Yeah. Still is, there still yeah. are. So who were dope too, like who were cool, who were mixed. Christopher up. Michael, shout out to you. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, and so like uh glow and, and there was a whole yeah. bunch of uh I, and so like you know that is but I think also like yeah, you got you have to allow space for other people to come in. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. We yeah. need new blood enriches, you know, what what can gotta bring new blood in. Yeah, so it's in that way. So we've talked a lot about like what you, you, where you've kind of come from and all of that. I want to get into like where you are now and where you're going. But first, can you uh, give us another poem and then let's transition into the next phase of your life? Let's do it. Um, I reached the point of no return. Then I remembered my promise, right? And making me a customer to my service that came with non-negotiable terms targeted as a non-Walmart policy that I can't nor won't return myself. You see, when I left the shelf, the top one, I started life. These priceless times have been tagged on me. I have to remind myself to retail, excuse me. I have to remind myself to retell myself, not to discount me. I am the manager, on call and general. The question to how I may help you, well, that's always found on the road with the mirrors. What's new in store has always been in store. The inventory has been barcoded and accounted for. My worth is my offer. That is my only offer. Attention shoppers, we have a steal of a deal. Here I am on or in the aisle. I am no longer waiting for intercoms to announce my calling. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, hot damn, hot damn. So you are who you are, and, and and because you've been doing this for a long time, you've been performing since 2005, uh, mostly through the spoken word and the slam scene and all of that. Where did the decision to apply for poet laureate ship come from, you know, like what was that journey to being like, yeah, no, this is the next step. I had never heard of poet laureate until I was in my twenties. Mm -hmm. And um, as most of us in the spoken word and slam scene, we're like, what the yeah, fuck is, I can't even spell that word. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of us and it seems cool, but also like when I found out about it, it was like, it wasn't even, Houston didn't even have one. Mm -hmm. um, and then in 2011, I got nominated. I was the first poet, performance poet, to be nominated as a poet laureate. Um, I got a, um, um, her, she passed away, but Sandra Bernard of the Opera of Houston Grand Opera, she nominated me. And then um, the people at TCA like, called me and they were like, hey, you've been nominated, um, but we've never had anyone do spoken word apply before or been nominated 
I'm like, what? She was like, <laughs> so that was nuts. That that was like, and honestly, I was like, yo, that's a big. I didn't think I was gonna win. I was like, that's a big enough accomplishment. <laughs> <laughs> like, great. <laughs> so, um, in 2013 is when we got it with Houston, and I applied. I didn't get it, but I knew I wasn't gonna get it because the language was not inclusive for inclusive for um spoken word for spoken word mm-hmm. i was like under this i would never get it so the next year in 2015 i got I, I i went on to be to be on the panel of selection hoping i would be and i was and i fought tooth and nail to like to like like, like yo publishing just doesn't mean publish a book Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, publishment when I when I put up when I upload a video, I upload a video. Um, it says publish on YouTube, and they're like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, but that's not the same." And th- these these academics, they were coming for me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they were, they were, and I, I I stood my ground on that shit. And um, and Shannon Bugs was saying it, but she wasn't a voting member. My previous boss, Robin, she was in it, but she kind of just that she she agreed with me. But the other people who were they were they were not here. They were not here for it. <laughs> they were, and they were very like very aggressively like saying, "No, we're not putting this." And I and and we and like we would like 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 kind of like court, kind of like court, like mm-hmm. like uh uh uh. uh like jewelry when they can't make up a decision. It was like mm-hmm. that. <laughs> so we wind up getting it to where it is now. And I was like, all right, cool. Because I, I felt, yo, just like under these rules, someone like me could not become it. Mm-hmm. And honestly, yo, I was thinking about like Robert Frost types. I was like, that's boring. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like we're gonna you're gonna miss out on a wide, on a wide talent pool. Mm-hmm. Right? I was thinking about myself, but I was also thinking about just other poets who I knew were dope. So then, so Robin, Robin winds up getting it. We wind up changing those rules. I apply again. No, I don't apply that next year. Then Deep gets it, and Deep is and then um, someone uh, over Mocha, uh, Mayor's Office of Cultural Affairs. Um, not uh, uh, her name is Debbie Debbie McNulty. She's the ED. She comes to me. She was like, because of your rules, Deep was able to get that. Mm-hmm. She was like, mm-hmm. I wasn't in charge last year, but I was told that you really fought for those. She was able to get that because of you, right? Mm-hmm. And so that made, and so you know, sometimes, sometimes a person in the room was in the room years ago, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, 2019, I apply, and I and I got to the mayor's desk, um, and I didn't get chose. Um, and um and I started thinking about okay, well, 2021, I'm going to think about the project. Cause I felt and I also talked to Deep and I talked to a few people, but I really talked to Deep and I talked to a few other people about it. And I was like, you know what? I don't think it was my poetry. My poetry got me to the interviews, but I neglected the project. Mm-hmm. I need to put emphasis on the project, right? I was like, yeah, because I, I, I was really arrogant for me to think just because the mayor knows who I am and knows my name, genuinely he does, that he would choose me. Why would he, th- why would I think that? Oh, because I thought, because 
Mm-hmm. Nah, I, my project didn't speak for me. Mm-hmm. And I write that too. So I had, so I really put the idea in my head to like craft this project. And I put more, I, did, I didn't even work on the poems I submitted. I just, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I was like, yo, once I realized, I was like, yo, I sent in videos and stuff like that before published, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yo, all right, that will get me. That should, you did it in 2019, that should get me interviews. Mm-hmm. The interview process, my girlfriend helped me tremendously. I wouldn't have gotten it without her. I wouldn't have gotten through the interviews without her. And then now it's down to me and another person. And I was like, now this is where my project speaks for itself. I can't, I can't control that now, but but I put that control when I wrote it. <laughs> there you go. And so that's what that that's why I put my focus in, man. Um, the poet laureate it really should be project laureate, like because the project, <laughs> yeah, yeah persistence, baby, yeah, that's right. Like the project is what wanted. Yeah. And now that you are Houston's poet laureate, um, I don't have like we write down questions to maybe ask. This is more just because I know you, and I, I'm just curious, like. How is this affecting you now, performer, outspoken being, coach, outspoken being? Like, because, for example, vocab, ever since she got it, like, I remember a couple years ago, like, me and her having a conversation and her, like, talking to God and being like, yo, like, this is not not even the, the laureate shit that she got here, but just, like, you know, for 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 uh, access and that sort of, like, open doors to come. And then as soon as it opened for her, it was like a tidal wave of, of, the, of, of new opportunities. And I and and how how are you handling that? I guess is my question. Or like, what's that like for you? Like, is it has it reframed like what you think the next five years for you is? Or what's what's the deal? Uh, uh, yeah, it's definitely pop, brought me in spaces that I wouldn't have been in before. The tech space primarily, um, mm. Houston, mm. budgeting tech. They gave they gave you Bitcoin, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man, I, I've done some. I've done some like, you know, because I just don't do poetry. I'm also like an MC, so like. Mm. Uh, like hosting and stuff like that. So that's put me in spaces where it's like, oh crap, dope like that. They just they just wouldn't have, you know, here's what here's what poet laureate is. You wanna know what it is? Here's what it is. Don't get fired. No, 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 no. So neat, right? Right? Yeah. You can't like like you can get meat um from like you know from someone but 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 it may not be cured correctly it may not be done well it may not be prepared well before you cook it usda without approval what that means is it's been inspected and if it is bad right and you bought it under the terms when it's supposed to be good and it's something bad and it was missed by the inspection now you you can go to the, you have a face an organization to go to maybe a little hard, but you still can go to UDSA's door. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Now without it, some people, a lot of people are like, nah, I don't trust it. I don't, I don't know what this is. It hasn't been inspected. That's what poet laureate is. The mayor is put his stamp of approval. Mm-hmm. And so these organizations these organizations in the city, um, um, these uh, these institutions, these different 
things that have money and have access to things that I didn't have access before. They may have heard of me before, mm-hmm. but they did. But they didn't. I'm a poet. They don't know what I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. The stamp of approval of poet laureate is like, oh, okay, we're good. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. That's, and that's it, what it is. And, and and like, listen, man. And you know, doing corporate gigs is something I've been wanting to do for a while. Um, you know, in the poetry world, I know that shouldn't be said, but that's something like I want. I like. I don't mind doing it. I don't have a. I don't. I don't have a connection to corporate work. Don't have a connection. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If I write it, like for instance, I just did something with Astrodome. It's going to be coming out really soon. They paid me a lot of money to write this poem and perform it and record it, and then I was able to pay my my, my music producer, and then I was able to pay Jeremiah Payne, uh, the fluent one. I was able to pay him to do the video. Right? I was able to pay my friends to help me do this project from them. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I and the bonus, the bonus is not even a payment. The bonus is like, oh, wow, I actually like this poem. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the bonus. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Like that's how I kind of view it. And there and there ain't nothing wrong with that, you know. Yeah. Like, but there's uh, a lot there. I'm like, mm, don't care about this poem. I, that's fine. When I perform it, I will care about it then. Yeah, then yeah. I will care about it. But right now, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. So you kind of mentioned a little. You you mentioned Deep Deborah Deep Mooton, uh, who was uh, the <laughs> the homie Deborah Deep Mouton, uh, who was previously a poet laureate, uh, a Houston poet laureate in San Antonio. Uh, yes, in San Antonio, we currently got Andrea Vocab Sanderson. Uh, in Virginia, we got the homie Roscoe Burnham's. In Oregon, Anis Mushkani is the current poet laureate out there. Mushkani man is uh, that's a G right there. Yeah. Yeah, man, I still got poems memorized by him. (laughs) Yeah, so so we're seeing this like uh, surge of of poets that maybe came up in the spoken word and slam scene, just kind of like take this torch, right? Why do you why do you think that's happening? Because we're dope, bro. We don't we're dope. That's why. (laughs) What do you mean? What kind of question is that? We're dope. We're dope. We've been been dope. dope, and we've been dope. But 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 but. Until, until, until people in power, until people who are in power take us at our word, right? I am very much like, I wouldn't say I'm an anarchist, but I am much like, yo, we got to get power in your own hands. But in a lot of cases, that's just not the case. Mm. In a lot of cases, mm. just not the case, right? I could, I, if I didn't win, if I didn't win this, I could say, well, I'm the Houston Heights poet laureate. <laughs> I could say that. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it just looks better, right? Yeah. No, like, yo, this is the project. This is the terms of it. This is the lines, right? And I'm charismatic. I'm charismatic and I did the work, right? Mm-hmm. I did, I did, I did the work and I'm going to do the work and I'm proving it. And if I don't do it to the degree I need to, then that's a problem. Mm-hmm. That's a problem that's an addressing. But that pro- but the problem with that is, is I'm not just, yo, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm a bricklayer right now, right? I'm bricklaying. But if I don't do a good job, right? And if I don't like, if I don't do a good job and it's like to satisfactory, they may pull up the bricklaying for people who are mm-hmm. on it. Mm-hmm. And you know I think that's, 
I think that leads to like the real question of it is just like, what do you think like as more spoken word artists break into the space that is, you, you know, traditionally inhabited by academia, yeah, you know, like exactly. what is, what does this mean Older for the academia. poetic literary world to tear down that divide between like page and stage? Yo, man, it's not a tear down. I don't think it's a tear down. Like, listen, y'all, academia's had a good run. They got tenure. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They, they, they're doing great. They're doing great. I just don't, I don't think we should be shitted on. Mm -hmm. That's it. I don't think we should be shit on. I don't think, like, our work, but but the thing is, it's like, yo, listen, man, I've seen Huno Diaz, right? He's, he's, he, He's awesome in person. A lot of he's awesome in person. I've I've seen him twice. I love listening to him, listening to him speak before you know the thing where yeah. he got canceled, right? But like I love, but but because he was he was a great speaker. Mm -hmm. It's not it's not because I do. Oh, you only want them because they do slam. No, a lot of us learn how to <laughs> be charismatic and be dope and be and like to. And and we we engage and and we do a lot of like we do a lot of like engaging work outside of just just like just teaching or whatever you know what I mean we're not we we go and we we organize events we had to organize when we had no money we had to <laughs> you know what I'm saying we, we we had to go to youth because that's where the jobs were that's where the jobs were to go into schools and stuff like that yo we we picked up other skills and those skills look really good when you have somebody representing a region, a city, a state. You know what I mean? Lupe. Lupe never slammed. Lupe never slammed. You know what I mean? He would be an incredible poet laureate. He's going to be a credible Texas poet laureate. He's going to start doing things that others just didn't think about straight up. Right. You know what I mean? So, you know, like, there's, there's going to be other academia poet laureates. You know what I mean? There's going to be others. They're not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's going to be others. Calm down. Calm, yeah. calm down. <laughs> no, I, I and I don't think that they that they need to go anywhere. It's not about tearing them down. It's about tearing down the divide between the academic world and the spoken. Like, like y'all are doing the work to do match. Clutch. But come on, man, they clutch. They clutch onto it. Yeah, they clutch onto it. They clutch onto it, and if they're and in a lot of ways they clutch onto it. It's not like they're saying no poets who do stuff with their hands as they perform and memorize. <laughs> they're not doing it that way. What they do is what they do is make make tuition high as hell. Mm -hmm. I mean, harder to publish. Is, yeah. yeah, what they do is create is create barriers of access. You know what I'm saying? But they, I mean, that's how they do it. Yeah. And so, yo, listen, poetry and creative, like humans in a lot of ways, Jeremiah was, Jeremiah Payne was just talking to me about this, right? Humans in a lot of ways are water. We go through the path of least resistance. If we want, all three of us wanted to keep competing. So we found, I mean, keep competing. All three of us ultimately wanted to keep doing poetry slam mm -hmm. and to keep writing poems. And like the, the, the source was poetry. We found a way. Mm -hmm. We found a way. We found a way to do it other ways. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then one of the pearly, one of the pearlier levies opened up, which was Poet Laureate. And we went to it. Persistent. Open it's an open call. Mm -hmm. It's an open call. But the way, but even like with Houston, the first one, I love Gwen. 
I love when this is nothing to her, but it's like, yo, like I knew when I read that, I was like, there's no way I would get this. I replied anyway, but there was no way I was going to get it. No way. Well, you got it now, so. I got it now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I want more people. I want more people. I want more people like me to get it. Yeah. And to, and to your point, it is it is a brick lane uh, movement that's happening right now to where it's like it's it, people like yourself, like Vocab, like Deep, uh, like Roscoe, like Anise, who, who are uh, in these positions. And not only in these positions, but a lot of them are getting some serious grant money to put on incredible po- uh, um, incredible programs for the people of their city and their state. Like they are giving legitimacy to what has often been – uh, a group of literary literary artists that have just been like been rolled over, right? They've just been glossed over because it's like, yeah, but that's not real poetry. It's like, no, bitch, but it is. Well, it's like they, we got the streets, like period. Oh, we got the streets, and they they don't recognize that as as valuable. But it's like I've seen award winning poets put people to sleep. I've seen no name people like drive the crowd of Puto Slam, a bar at midnight, go nuts on a Tuesday. So mm-hmm. it's just, it is what it is. And and I think to Bean's point too, and like one of the things I want to kind of touch on real quick is what Chippy mentioned is like, while we have these names and it's amazing to see Anise and you and Deep and Vocab and a lot of people and Roscoe and people who we've known sort of inhabit these positions, there's still like an army of us who don't, but who are work like, you know, Amir Safi, like Chibi, like myself, like, you know, other people like Christopher Michael, people who are out there doing the work to this day, who don't have those accolades yet, but we're in the wings and we're coming for your ass. Not your <laughs> ass, but the audience. I already got it so you can come forward to spy, right? Yeah. My mindset is, my mindset is like, yo, like, I have no intention of closing the door. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, a hater would have been when you asked me the question, so why did you go for it. A hater would have been like, oh, you know, I just wrote it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. A lot of times hating is not saying anything. It's what you're not saying. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow, man. I fo- focus on the project. If you go off mm-hmm. a Houston poet laureate, focus on the project. You know what I mean? Make sure mm-hmm. you're, what you have as far as your poetry is dope as well. Right? And which I did the year before. I, I, I pretty much submitted the same thing to get through. <laughs> Right? Yeah, but but my project wasn't stellar, so I focused on the project. Yeah, and I can't wait. I can't wait to see that project come to fruition. Oh, Hopefully, right. next season we will have you on, and we can talk about all the amazing things that you did as my a uh, poet laureate and the project and the impact that this had. This has been a fantastic conversation. I appreciate you being here Yo, with thank us. Thank you for having me. Can you do us the favor of closing us out with one more poem? Of course, of course. Um, I was trying to figure out which poem I was going to do. Um, During the night, I feel my moon looks up to me. Even from down here, my moon doesn't judge my gravity because he pulls for me. He knows the power behind preposition positioning so between midnight yet before dawn. My moon whispers to me saying, find a way to keep your head above the clouds while your feet, your souls, and your soul remain grounded. However, never underneath it, my moon. Always knows what's best for me. Despite wherever I am standing, the best parts of my nearby is somewhere in my insides. My moon, y'all, is a proclamation. 
He always knows how to make his exclamation points stating each day coming should be seen as an unto until we are all up on then and only then go into it. And, um, and that is a prayer for my brother, my late brother. And if he was here, he would respond. Say, bro, I know that you're closing in. Arms stretched wide to an attainable sky. You know, we don't get too much information up here, but I hear for the past 11 years, you've been letting everyone know where your name outspoken being came from. Yeah, that's a bet. I mean, since we're just shooting the breeze, can you tell me if the Saints finally won a Super Bowl yet? Say, bruh, our escape is in scope. So escape as much as you think you can, bruh. I don't have too much advice for you. Could you tell my daughter, Levinique, that the weight of royalty, well, those are crowns and the best ones are handmade. Say, bro, I know that you're closing in. Arms stretch wide to an attainable sky. And every time you get in front of a set of eyes, give all of you, every ounce of you, from you to you. We appreciate you, big homie. Thank you so much. Congrats on again. Uh, and yeah. This is just, it's lovely to see, man, to see names and people I know doing big things out there. So salute. Oh, man. Oh, man. Thank yeah. y'all for having me. Yo, man. Thank you for filling in. Um, and um, thank y'all for creating this platform. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. We appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to be with us. Um, I know we have it displayed on the screen right now, but for anybody that's listening to the podcast afterwards, if people want to find you, follow you, tip follow. you, book you, where where can they do that? At Outspoken Bean, um, outspokenbean.com. Um, my coloring book is on my is on my uh, is on my on my website. My poetry, my poetic coloring book called Color Outside the Lines. Um, Benmo. Um, is what I use, um, which is at Outspoken Bean. You got the at time with that. PayPal, um, if you just want to bless me, awesome. If not, just follow me at Outspoken Bean. Real easy. Easy. There you easy. go. There you go. The current Houston Poet Laureate, Outspoken Bean, uh, Spurs fan for life. Spurs uh, fan for life, baby. Come on, come on. Come on, Patty <laughs> Mills. Lighten up them boys. Right. <laughs> Show some love in the comment section. Thank you again for being with us tonight. Thank y'all. Yo. Yo, yo. I'm feeling riled up. I'm going to go burn an institution now. (laughs) As you should. As you should. Um, I mean, like I said, it's it's, it's great seeing um, the time come, I guess. I I mean, you don't want to jump too far ahead, but in my heart, it feels like the time is coming or it's come where uh, uh, a lot of people and the word that I think I would capital or, or use to summarize everything is just persistence you know um you see a lot of poets come and go over the years over the months over the weeks over the days so to see you know outspoken being people like yourself me deep vocab everyone who's just you know never you know quit you know we've wavered and we've we've stumbled but we never quit um it's it's, it's fantastic 
Yeah, I, I can't wait to see where spoken word and where, where poetry and the literary world in general continues to evolve through as as uh, we continue to legitimize the voices of uh, the diversity of voices that are out there. So uh, props to Bean for everything that he's doing in that regard. Uh, let's thank some people and get out of here. So thank you to the audience that tuned in tonight. Your voices are uh, com- so valuable to the show. We appreciate what you guys had to say and the interactions that were happening. Um, so thank you for being here. And we want you to know about upcoming shows and all that fun stuff. So where can people do that? They can by following uh, Words and Shit on IG and Twitter at Words and Shh. So uh, be sure to follow them uh, and write Art Out Inc. on Facebook. We usually post about uh, what's going on with Words and Shit off. Also. And whether this is your first time watching or uh, if you've been here before, but maybe you haven't caught all the episodes, all our episodes, all 55 plus episodes are available wherever you get your podcasts or on our YouTube channel. Make sure to like, subscribe, rate, review wherever you do that. So please do that and catch up on some previous conversations. And be sure to come back next week, uh, same time, same place, where the next feature will be none other than Annalisa, Annalisa Sotelo. Yes, other Houston Poetry Institution. So excited to have her on this show. That'll be next week. Until then, y'all, stay safe out there. Peace, y'all.